0: And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at
1: global forward slash advantage. Tell me about your five best success stories of people you've actually helped in your craft. If we were to spend some time on this, you would realize, you know what, I really am. I do know some things. I really, really can people. I really can help people. So once you Like just decide that that's true and act in congruence with that, acting in accordance with the expert that you are. Then that's the first step. That's how you start to become a headliner, move from opening act to headline.
0: My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing and leadership strategies as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out. Create the influence, income and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I'm really looking forward to today's topic. I saw someone post on Facebook about not getting caught in the opening act trap, and I had to reach out to him and have him on the show. Ron Reich is who I am introducing today. His list of clients includes Denise Duffield Thomas, Selena Sue, Todd Herman, Laura Belgray. Let me tell you, if you haven't heard of those people, definitely look them up. He's the founder of his own million-dollar businesses, and he shows experts and coaches exactly how to get to their next level of growth as the creator of his elite program, A Player in a Circle. I have worked with this person. He's amazing. I hold him in the highest of esteem. Welcome to the show, Ron. It's great to have you joining me.
1: Ah, you're making me blush. Thank you so much. Really (laughs) appreciate that introduction and really excited to be here and dive into everything.
0: Absolutely. So tell us, what is the opening act trap? Because when I saw this, I was just like, oh my goodness, this is so good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So really what happens to a lot of experts, like when, like a lot of experts, a lot of people who start their own businesses and start building and opening their personal brand, they kind of get involved into this trap where they think that, or they just kind of consciously or subconsciously, they always see themselves as like an opening act, thinking about like a concert, like the example that I gave in that post that you were were referred to was it was one of the, I'm a little bit older, you know, so I like classic rock. One of the bands, Kiss, one of my favorite bands, one of their first ever big tours, they were the opening act for Aerosmith, who was the headliner. So there's the headliner and then there's the opening act. And so the kind of what happened in history or what happened in, in what I talk about in the post is that after that tour of Kiss, they just decided that, you know what, we're not going to be an opening act anymore. We are not, oh, no one's, you know, we're not opening up for anyone. We are the awesome people. We're the we're the big time band. So no more opening act. We are going to go straight to being a headliner. So a lot of experts, for whatever reason, they just kind of get into this opening act. You know, it's like, it's like opening act syndrome, whatever we want to call it, where it's like, they just feel as though I'm, you know, oh, I'm when I'm ready, when I'm ready, Mm -hmm. when I'm ready, then I'm going to be a headliner, then I'm going to go for the bigger stages, or then I'm going to go be a, you know, I'm going to have a bigger launch, or then I'm really going to show up as that expert, uh, and really embrace my expertise and my power. And so they kind of just keep playing this kind of waiting game, where they're just not really embracing their full power. And as a result of that, they don't reach their their potential their business potential so that's kind of what that what that means
0: i love this so much because what i see and and i'm sure you do too is that people never actually get to that that headline act because the more we learn the more we realize we don't know so Coaches can get caught in this cycle of I just need to know the next thing. Right. I just need to make sure that my branding is right. Right. I just need to make sure that I've got the right images. I just need to make sure, you know, that blah blah blah. And what's happening is they never actually get there because, you know, this day doesn't come. <laughs> so right. But what do coaches need to do to just dis- to go from the opening act? to the headliner, like to really step into that power.
1: Right, right, right. And just to, I know exactly what you said, but just to kind of clarify is that many coaches, they actually do get the headliner status. They actually do. This, this is a thing that does happen for sure, which we'll talk about in a second. But the thing that you were mentioning was that the thing that, that they never get to, they, there never is that magical point in time where they've got everything figured out, mm-hmm. where they are quote unquote ready right? So I do actually want to, let's actually dive into this a little bit more because this is, I think this is when I first really embraced this, I really, it just was a huge relief and it just really allowed me to step more into my power. It's really exactly what you said. I love what you mentioned. And this is just accepting the fact that you're never going to have everything figured out. Just accept the fact that you were always, there's always going to be things that you're that, that you're going to have doubts about, that you're never going to be, you're never going to, to quote unquote know everything. And to give you just a few examples about this, and this is i I'm going to give some negative examples, but these, hopefully these negative examples will actually be inspirational. Mm. And that is when we think about, think about the biggest experts in the world, the smartest people in the world, people that anyone we admire in business or in politics or in science People who win Nobel Prize, people who build billion-dollar companies. How do I say this? Can you follow some of these people in the news? Think about how, all the dumb things that they do. <laughs> people whose like, their job is to be like, you know, think about like, if you were to like spend some time, look at Google like dumb things Elon Musk has done. And this guy is like a literal genius, right? Absolutely. The point I'm getting at is that not to get into like a political discussion, a lot of these really smart politicians, I'm politically agnostic, I don't, I'm not choosing sides in conversations like this, but just look at all the people who are really smart, that have lots of education, that have actually accomplished lots of amazing things in their life. Legitimate, successful, smart people, just look at all of like the, the dumb things that they do, right? Mm-hmm. So the point I'm getting at is that, again, nobody is above making mistakes. Nobody ever has any everything figured out, even again the smartest, most successful people on the planet, the people that you admire, you listen to this, admire the people you think may walk on water. If you were to spend some time with these people, you know, we've worked with a lot of these people, you know, kind of, uh, you know, personally, Mm -hmm. you'll see, they're just, they make all sorts of dumb mistakes. And they have all sorts of the same doubts that that we have as well. Mm -hmm. So really, the actual, and again, this is, it's kind of the ultimate simple, but not easy is that, It's just really the really step one is really just having the awareness that you are never going to have everything figured out. That there never is going to be that moment, as you talked about, Samantha. Mm -hmm. And so then it's like then it's just deciding that you are going to move forward in the face of that. Maybe there's some little tension there. Just accept the fact that you you are an expert. You are an awesome person. You do have a lot of legitimate people that legitimate things that you could help people with. And I mean, I hope this is true. Obviously, if you do not have amazing things that you can help people with, mm. that you can really transform your life. Mm-hmm. And obviously don't be a fake. That's going to, that is going to be, you know, that's going to be bad for quite a few reasons, but most likely people that we work with, uh, I would imagine most of the people listening to this podcast, if we were to spend some time thinking about, you know, the wisdom you've had that you've, that you've acquired over the years. If I were to ask you, tell me about your five best success stories of people you've actually helped in your craft. If we were to spend some time on this, you would realize oh, you know what? I really am. I do know some things. I really, really can people. Mm. I really can't help people. So once you like just decide that that's true and act in congruence with that, acting in accordance with the expert that you are, then- that's the first step. That's how you start to become a headliner, move from opening act to headline.
2: Mm, I
0: love this so much. So I know that you talk a lot about be- being the micro-celebrity in your niche or in the niche, depending on who you're listening to this to. And that's essentially what we're talking about here is becoming that, that headliner act and being the, the celebrity. And of course, we need to be the micro-celebrity before we can be the Oprah or the Brené Brown or the Tony Robbins or all the people you know, that a lot of us, you know, really look up to. So what are some of the, I know that you've got a ton of frameworks, but what are some of the things that we need to look at to become that micro celebrity? What do we need to put in place?
1: Right. So the thing, this is one of the kind of ultimate, you could kind of almost call it a hat. It is if you're building an expert business, building a coaching business, a consulting business, really one of the most amazing things, especially in this day and age, is that it's actually easier than ever to become, like you mentioned, to become a micro celebrity to a very specific target audience. Mm. And the reason, there's quite a few different reasons for this, but a couple of the reasons are is that first of all, it's easier than ever to reach whatever your target audience is, which is you know, which is what really would really with social media, right? When you think of all the different social media platforms. And how I know both of us have been around the block, but like (laughs) I made my first sale online back in 2007, really before there was social media. Mm -hmm. And around that time there was email, but there was a lot, I was like sending stuff out like direct mail and doing all these campaigns to like talk to, to be, to be able to get in a conversation with somebody that could like give you money. That could be a potential client of yours. You would have to do all sorts of stuff. These days, you don't have to do anything. You just have to have a social media profile, Mm. and pretty soon, and you know, an hour later, and you know, you you could be in somebody's inbox of someone who's like ready, willing, and able to give you money, for example. So one of the so just because of social media, it's easier than ever to reach people, and also because of the way our society, not I want to say the way the world, let's say how it's. So fragmented in the sense that there's just everybody just has unlimited options. Like when you go to your YouTube feed, for example, you or you, you, when you log into YouTube, you see a curated, no one on earth is going to see the exact same curated Mm -hmm. videos than you're seeing, right? Or when you go to the same thing, if you go on Netflix, you're going to see them serving, hey, you might like this, you might like this. And again, nobody else on the planet has that same combination. So the point I'm getting at. Is that everybody is looking for that exact specific customized solution for them? They're looking for exactly what they want in all different contexts. And one of the contexts where they're looking for that is when it comes to who the next coach they're going to hire is someone who can help them with their business. So if you can figure out, so the first step that brings me to the first step to becoming that micro celebrity is, of course, figuring out. Who exactly is your, who your fan's going to be? Who is that specific person that you can help specifically that you resonate with and that they resonate with you? This is kind of like, this is really the first step because again, you know, both of us are business coaches, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Samantha, so me and you, we essentially do, we essentially have the same job. Mm -hmm. We help experts and coaches grow their businesses. But the reason why both of us are successful is because there are certain people that for many awesome reasons, they resonate with you specifically Mm. and your content specifically and the way you're showing up specifically. And there are other people who are resonating with me specifically. It's much more important, really what we're, that resonance that us kind of showing up as micro celebrities for our audience, that is actually much more important then when it comes to signing up clients and becoming that micro celebrity, then our actual like how to content is, for example. So like if we were to do like a, I don't know how this could be done, but if we were to do like a scientific case study of like your teaching content versus my teaching content, it would probably be like, you know, it would probably be a tie, right? It probably wouldn't be like, oh, one of us is like way better than the other. Uh-huh. But the difference is that resonance. So again, so step one, is figuring out who do you resonate with and who resonates with you. And the, the ideal place to look at this is really going back and looking at your existing, uh, hopefully you have clients. This obviously is better if you have clients. Look at your existing best clients. And if you've been doing this for maybe for a little bit of time, look, at, look back at your, think about the five or 10 best clients, your five or 10 all-time favorite clients and really spend some time thinking at the commonalities among them. And again, we're really going to be looking at, how do I say this? Typically, these commonalities are going to be things that once you look at everybody, you're, going to, you're just going to find commonalities. And it might be about, it could be demographic commonalities. Maybe they're all, they're all men or women. They might all be in a certain you know, niche. For example, if you work with business owners, they might just have a certain, you know, they might live in a certain part of the world. It could be a lot of, they might all be into the real housewives of you know, Orange County, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. So again, them, and then the more we can kind of find out what that is, then it's easier for us to kind of get our, what they call in science, like the reticular activation system of really just putting our eyes out and really just focusing on those people, finding out where they sign, where they're hanging out, for example.
0: I just want to jump in here. So you're talking about a lot of demographics there, like male or female, or, you know, what shows they like how much comes in here around the psychographics how much comes in around you know the way people talk the things that they believe in your values how do you overlay this
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: cuz you do this really well
1: so yeah that's another thing that is it's a really good thing to keep in mind for sure yeah exactly so the other thing i would be looking at is exactly what you mentioned i would be looking at of course what are their problems what are they kind of how do they show up in the world what again definitely looking at all those commonalities. Yeah. What are their values? And this is kind of a hack, which we'll talk about in a second, is that once you figure out what their values are and kind of what their desires are, ideally your values are going to be a mirror image. They're going to mirror what their values are. So for example, I like to work with people who are are ambitious, people who are really high performers, people that are really willing to do the work and so one of the values that I talk about is excellence. Like I talk about how, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about getting to that next level and how we need to show up as our best self all the time. So I'm able to, by doing that, the people who resonate with that message, they're going to resonate with me more. Mm. And then of course, from working with clients, you know, look at commonalities of like, so what I would, I mean, a good another good exercise is to interview them, interview your, another homework assignment for, for you listening listen to this is interview five of your best clients and ask them like things like, you know, why did you, you know, why did we start working together? What were you struggling with when we started working
2: together? Mm.
1: Why did you choose me versus other coaches? And then you also ask them questions like, what were some of the biggest things that I helped you with, Mm. et cetera, et cetera. And then that is going to give you a lot of more of that psychographic information. You're going to find out, okay, so like in my case, so in my specific case, my best clients are people who they reach a certain level, they'll reach a certain plateau. Typically, it's maybe a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year in revenue, and they'll kind of hit that plateau, and they just don't see the strategy. They just don't know what to do to get to that next level. Mm. So that's kind of a kind of what they believe. It's like I know I need to do something, but I don't know what to do. Mm. So that's the thing that I that so in my marketing, I'll talk about. Basically, I'll kind of mirror that language back to them. I'll talk about you know, do you? I'll talk about the importance of strategy. And I'll talk about you know what what it's like when you don't have the right strategy, et cetera, et cetera. So again, I have a very specific kind of person that I'm looking for. And again, so, you know, 99% of the people who read that message, they're not resonating with it, Mm. but we only need that 1% in order to have a successful business. Totally. So
0: really the first step is to know who is the, who, who is the person that you're speaking to? Who is the person that not just resonates with you, but you resonate with them as well, because obviously when you're energetically aligned, you can not just work better together, but it feels better, you know, really attracting those A clients.
1: Absolutely, for sure. Cool. All about the vibe, for sure. Oh,
0: love that. Because your vibe attracts your tribe, right?
1: That's right. Some other smart person made that one up, but that's a very good
0: I don't know who experience. it was, but, but I like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. So, what was the second step in this? Okay, great. So, once we kind of have this, then it's about the great thing is there really is a specific formula. So, Really the way we show up. So once we know who it is, there's a few things we want to map out. We want to map out our values. That's again, that's what we stand for and what we stand against. So I would recommend coming up with your top three to five values of things that you believe that, again, that you know your target market is going to resonate with. So my actual top three values that I actually do talk about are excellence, connection, and autonomy. So those are things that I talk about and again, so the right people resonate with me. The second thing we need to do is we need to create what we what I call your heroic character. Mm-hmm. This is essentially your superhero persona. I used to be a big fan of professional wrestling, WWE. You're familiar with Mm-hmm. This? mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. But, with that kind of stuff, right? Yep. Were you ever into it? I'm just kind of curious. That would be very interesting. No, well, actually my
0: personal trainer back in the day, my first personal trainer was into that kind of things. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, I used to take my kids to it.
1: Oh, that's awesome. good stuff. So I used to be a big fan. not, not as much of these. I still like it. I just don't other priorities. But anyways, when they're training professional wrestlers to build their characters, what they say is take your existing personality and multiply it by 10. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a way you want to think about. You want to think about think about you showing up as like this super superhero, right? And so in my case, the kind of the persona that I show up at as for quite a while, is this idea of a quirky marketing genius? So I'm kind of weird. I know I'm not like a. I don't come up, come across like Tony Robbins. Like a, I'm kind of a, kind of a really just kind of a, in a maybe a, a dude. I'm a duke, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but also I have this ability, like you mentioned at the beginning, like about helping engineer these these million dollar marketing campaigns for my clients. So this is kind of like my character, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like you mentioned, Denise Defil Thomas, who I imagine all, a lot of our listeners would know, like she she used to be branded as like the lucky bitch. Like the idea is she's like this cool lady from Australia who hangs it on the beach and just manifests this multi-million dollar lifestyle. That's her character, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we have our values, we have our character. Then what we need to come up with is our proprietary framework and really our, our science, kind of like our language about what we do. That's why it's important to have your own proprietary frameworks and things that you talk about that people, so all of your people are kind of speaking the same language. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned, like we're talking about being a micro celebrity. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think anybody else, as far as I know, no one else is really talking about micro celebrities. That's something that is more or less proprietary to myself, for example. Mm -hmm. So you want to come up with your own. And then, then, then most of, then the other thing, part of this would be coming up with like kind of a sub part of this is, is having like, an overall big picture framework of how you get results for your clients that you're going to want to come back to over and over again. I know you teach this, so I don't want to spend too much time talking about this right now. So then we have that. Then we want to have your, essentially your backstory. This is your origin story. Mm -hmm. Kind of like your superhero origin story, which you're going to want to be talking about on a regular basis. And then within that, you're also just going to have other stories that you're going to kind of go back to over and over and over again. Again, this is like, it's almost like creating the myth of you, right?
0: Yeah. It's like the movie or the novel of who
1: you are creating that. Exactly. 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 Yeah. And then the final thing that we want to do is this is a little more advanced, but it is really powerful if you can do this. It's thinking about creating. I really, I learned this from a great marketing legend named Dan Kennedy the idea of creating like your own place or kind of creating your own universe. Mm-hmm. so the idea here is that when you think are you into like any like science fiction or any like any movies series or anything like that
0: oh that's it's i'm so not into science fiction whatsoever <laughs> like it's not my place
1: Now what's a movie or series that you're really into
0: Oh, so if there was a series, it would be Ted Lasso. I just love that series.
1: Okay, fair enough. So, okay, we can go with that. I'll actually, I'll give another example, but then we'll go to the Ted Lasso. So <laughs> better examples, the ones that I like. I was hoping you were more into science fiction, but you've heard of like Star Wars, Harry Potter. Yeah, 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 totally. What about like Game, did you watch Game of Thrones? No, okay. so not my thing, but I know all about it. All right, anyway, fair enough. Okay, so you've listened to this. Most likely you've heard of Star Wars, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm, Harry mm-hmm. Potter. So when you're watching a show like that, they do this great idea of world building where when you feel like you're in this other universe, like Mm -hmm. you're in this other place, you know what it's like being in the Star Wars universe has a certain feeling to it. At the same time, you know, when you watch Ted Lasso, you kind of do get sucked into the universe of, you know, Mm -hmm. English professional soccer, Mm -hmm. football, as as most other people call it, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea here is that punchline alert, all these things I mentioned, they're not real, right? They're all make-believe. And they all started out as words on paper. So the point I'm getting at here is that, and the way people get into these universes, it's it's consuming them through media, right? Mm -hmm. Through words on paper, or through, really, or through screens, like through video, for example, right? Mm-hmm. So the point I'm getting at, the same way somebody can get sucked into the Star Wars universe or the universe of Ted Lasso, they can also get sucked into the universe of you, essentially, mm-hmm. and being involved in your world. So the idea is we want to create it so when somebody's consuming our content, and they would consume it through many different means, ideally, through, let's say we're sending out emails, we're doing written posts, and we're also doing video in our case, we're doing audio as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the idea is that when somebody is engaging with my content, there, it has a certain feeling to it. They're in my universe, for example. And the more we can be conscious of that, the better off we're going to be. That's just why it's really good to name your universe, for example. Mm. Like I have one client who calls for a universe she calls it the collective. Mm-hmm. So she'll say like, "Hey, everyone!" So she'll say, "Hey, welcome to the collective." And then she'll face in things like, "Here in the collective, X, Y, Z happens." Mm. So, as you mentioned, I like to work with A players. My program is called the A Player Inner Circle. And one thing I'll talk about sometimes is like, I'll talk about being on the A team. I'm like, so here on the A team, X, Y, Z happens. Mm. So that would be an example. So a good example is our friend Taki Moore, mm-hmm. right? He has. He actually does a great job of like his main program, which is called Black Belt. Mm -hmm. He'll say things like here in Black Belt, X, Y, Z happens. So it creates this kind of like this idea of sense of place or Black Belt. That's the place I want to be, for example, just like with me. Mm -hmm. I want to be on the A team. So again, so the more we, so when we, when we have all these things lined up, so step one is mapping these things out, mapping out your values, mapping out your frameworks, figuring out your persona, figuring out your backstory, figuring out what your universe is, that sense of place. And once we have this mapped out, then of course the idea is we have to show up consistently. We have to be putting out content. Mm. So this is how we become that celebrity. It pays to be prolific. I'll say this again. It pays to be prolific. So here's a kind of another secret Mm -hmm. is that there's this, I read this in a book about, it was about parenting actually. I don't yet have any kids, but the quote from the book is that kids spell love T-I-M-E, basically the way you show love is by spending time with them. Mm -hmm. Well, the way people become more attracted to you and more inclined to spend money with you, one way is through T-I-M-E as well. So really just by you, people spending more and more time consuming your content, honestly, independent of how awesome and breathtaking and transformational the content is, just by them spending time with you that is actually going to get them more likely to, at some point, uh, buy your products and services. It gets them more indoctr- indoctrinated into you. So really, it's about spending that. It's about being consistent. And eventually, you will become that celebrity in the eyes of the right people. And then you, then it will become easier and easier to sign up clients. One of the metaphor I like to use is imagine a frozen lake. So if you imagine like a frozen lake that has the water under it, where, and you start chiseling it, right? It's like you chisel, 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 chisel. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, you hit the water, and then the entire lake, like, you know, breaks into like it, it breaks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you're like, all the ice breaks, right? That's what it's like when it comes to clients, when it comes to getting clients with this strategy. It's like we got to show consistently. We're chiseling, we're chiseling, we're chiseling away. And then eventually, those right clients are going to, quote unquote, break and, you know, book a call with you and sign up for your program.
0: Totally, totally. Love this so much. For anyone that's listening, Ron, and they want to stay connected with you, how can they do that?
1: Uh, great. So I like to keep things, again, I mentioned I'm not Tony Robbins, so I like to keep things simple. So <laughs> if you're resonating with what we're talking about, and if you want more in-depth stuff on this, to send me an email, my email address is ron at ronreich.com. That's R-O-N at r o n r e i c h dot com. Yeah, I mentioned you came from Samantha's podcast, and I actually have a special. It's actually a ninety minute training that goes even really deep on what we talked about today. So just message me and ask me for that training. Tell them, tell me that Sam sent you, and I will get that right over to you.
0: I love that so much, and of course, we'll pop that in the show notes over at influencedbydesignpodcast.com dot so you can just give that a click and get straight through to Ron. What is one thing that you would like to leave our listeners with today, Ron, around this topic of being the micro celebrity or even, you know, making sure that you don't get caught in the opening act track? What's that one piece of gold that you want people to really remember?
1: I think the real, a couple of things I'll say, so as you can tell, I'm long with, I'll say two things is that yep. it's really just, again, really just a reminder that this stop thinking that there's ever going to be a time that where you're going to have everything figured out Mm. and just go for it. Just decide that you can do it, that you are enough, that you are ready. Stop getting ready and just be, you know, just be you and be awesome. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to also point out to you that all of the biggest players, the most likely the biggest difference, the people you admire, the people that have, you know, Seven-figure, multi-seven-figure businesses that have you know, doing, better doing tens of millions of dollars a year. The number one difference between them and you, when it comes to what we're talking about here, is that they they just decided that they're ready and they just went for it. That is the literal mm-hmm. biggest difference. And you can decide to do that right now, and then you too can make your business dreams come true much faster.
0: Love it. So there you go. You've just had the tap on the shoulder. You don't need to wait anymore. You've just had the tap on the shoulder. You are ready. You are able to be the micro celebrity right now. And you are. Thanks so much, Ron, for coming and sharing. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Thank you